What's up, guys? Welcome to yet another episode of the Yankee State of Mind podcast. We have a great episode planned out for you as usual. If you're enjoying this content, go follow us right now on Instagram at Yankee State Pod and on Twitter at Yankee State. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to please leave us a five-star review. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or concerns regarding the show, feel free to email us at yankeestateofmind at gmail.com. Once again, that's yankeestateofmind at gmail.com. Now, let's get going with the show. There goes the deep right field. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. There it goes. See ya. Georgie Juice one. Holy cow. Derek Jeter. Where fantasy becomes reality. To the second baseman, Cano. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. What is going on, guys? Welcome to yet another episode of the Yankee State of Mind podcast, where we bring you all the latest Yankee information surrounding the New York Yankees. And... It's a fun offseason so far, safe to say. Uh, I'm Tommy Franks. Jeff Wilkinson's here. Anthony Colasano's here. The whole gang is here this week, but we've been doing them about once a week, sometimes once every two weeks because it's the offseason and really uh, not a ton happens in the offseason, at least as frequent as the regular season. That's for sure. But I don't, I don't know, guys. I think we – I don't know if we can get away with not doing a show this week. That would be uh, – that'd be, that'd be pretty no. tough. No, I mean, there, there's so much that's happened in the past week, week and a half, you know, and really exciting times for Yankee fans right now. Finally got some stuff to cheer about. Yeah, and, and I mean, let's just start with the elephant in the room. Once again, Aaron Judge. I mean, he's now the 16th Yankees captain in team history. Obviously, the last Yankee captain was Derek Jeter, and he was actually at the event. I mean, pretty much everyone knew that this, there was a good chance that this was going to happen anyway, that Judge was going to be named captain if he stayed with the Yankees. It certainly seemed the odds were in his favor for that to happen. Um, Willie went, once we heard that Randolph was there and Jeter was there at the press conference, that's when you kind of knew that, all right, this is going to happen. Unfortunately, I didn't get to hear the press conference live. I was doing something in the morning. Um, you know, I was, I was so frustrated. And, but I, I went back and rewatched. It was, uh, it was a pretty cool event. Were you guys watching it live or taking in? Nah, I was working. I couldn't. I had I so I took off the whole week uh, for Christmas, oh. and but so the conference is at ten in the morning, and I had to go and I went into work because I was celebrating someone's birthday that I was planning for or that I set up. So I caught it on YouTube after the fact. So I was kind of pissed. So I was like, I wanted to stay, but obviously this was way more important. So I had to, you know, make do. Um, so, but you know, like I said, you know, you can watch, you know, I rewatched it, you know, it was like 30 minutes. Wasn't that, you know, as well was expected. Mm-hmm. I was shocked or I was surprised to see that, you know, uh, Mr. Jeter was there. But, you know, with him being there, obviously you knew what was happening um, because in 2003 it happened when 
when he was named Captain Don Mattingly was there. So obviously, you know, it's like the passing of the torch. So, um, but yeah, you know, press conference is what we expected. Um, and obviously we got another one um, on the 20th. Well, we got one coming tomorrow. We got yeah, one coming 20, tomorrow. The 22nd or today, because it's getting released tomorrow. Yeah. So today. With Carlos Rodon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so um, you know, so yeah, exciting times, and you know, you know, we gotta we gotta keep moving because you know, you look at what the Mets are doing, and uh, you know, it's kind of uh, it's interesting. I have my uh, I have my thoughts on what the Mets are doing, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. If we ever get to that, I'll give you my take on what they're doing. We'll absolutely get there because there's one fan base that has been getting shelled, <laughs> and I kind of feel bad to be honest at this point. It's it's just rough, but. I mean, I want to talk about the Yankees rotation now because the Yankees rotation kind of looks lethal. If we can have the playoff Garrett Cole show up every five days, um, this, you know, this Yankees rotation indeed has the potential, I think, to be one of the best, if not the best in baseball. I mean, start with number one, Garrett Cole. Number two, Nestor Cortez. Maybe even Carlos Rodon passes, number two. And, to, you know, Nestor, Rodon, rotate two or three, whatever. You can have that debate. And then Severino, number four. And I guess Montes at the five. Not too, not too keen on Montes. I think he has a chance to rebound this year, though. But not, not too big of a fan of him right now. But I got to tell you guys, that top four is pretty lethal. I mean, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I think, I think in terms of the pieces that we have slash had, I think the only way it could be better is if we didn't trade away Montgomery and it, and it you know if we retained him for this season because he would be the five man then he he would mm-hmm. be rounding out the rotation and you know he's he, this lineup this rotation is going to be really good regardless I think you know Cole Cole has proven time and again that he's the guy that can get it done you know mm-hmm. Cortez obviously jumped onto the scene uh, this past season. Uh, a lot of Yankee fans like him. A lot of MLB fans in general love him. Um, you know, Rodon, I'm obviously expecting great things from him as long as he can stay healthy, which is going to be the biggest question mark going mm-hmm. into this season. Sure. And then and then Severino, obviously, you know, like kind, kind of fallen from grace just because, you know, he went from our ace and now he's the four guy. But, you know, he can still be he can still be consistent. He can still be a very key contributor to this team. I still and like him. I, yeah, I still love him. I still think he's got that stuff. He's just got, you know, like Rodone, he's got to stay healthy. And that's what it's going to come down to with this rotation is they've got to stay healthy. We can afford for one guy to get hurt now, which is something we did not have the luxury of before, you know. So someone gets hurt. That's great. We still got three guys who can all who can all dish out seven innings of fantastic baseball in any given start. Mm-hmm. And again, that's that's a luxury we haven't had in a long while. But yeah, I, I I think if we're gonna, I think if we're seriously going to get, finally get to the World Series and get past Houston, I think all four of them need to be healthy and on their game for this. That's season. for sure. My thing with Rodon is more the performance side of it, and you know, I I say this, I'm not I'm not taking away anything from Carlos Rodon. I'm very happy he's a Yankee, but you know, the the thing with him is, you know, he had that rough second half of the season with the Giants, and that kind of gives me some sort of pause. On him, I don't think he's the pitcher that he's hyped up to be all the time. I think that performance, uh, you know, in the second half of the season, I I think he had like above, 
what was it above like a 3.5 nearly four ERA in the second half. Wasn't that scary to me. It wasn't that bad. He had a couple bad starts in it, but I, I mean, look, I'm overall, I'm happy. He's, he's in New York. I think, I think he can really, you know, do really well, but I mean, he's going from a park that bear in mind, he's going from a park that was a supremely pitchers park to a very hitter friendly ballpark. And he's a lefty pitcher. So I'm very curious to how he's going to adjust in a, in a significantly smaller home stadium for him than he was used to in San Francisco. You know, he doesn't have, he doesn't have a massive right center field anymore. Um, if it goes to right center field or the warning track and right center field in uh, Oracle park, um, it's going to be a bomb to the train tracks in Yankee stadium. So I say that exaggerantly a little bit, but I mean, the, you get the point. It's a, I want to see his adjustment to that because that's something, you know, you got to watch out for. Yeah. I mean, the, the other thing I think that we need to take into consideration with that is, you know, he, he's going from the least from facing the lethal offenses of the Dodgers and the Padres. And, you know, the, the Rockies typically have a few very big Mm -hmm. home run guys, these big power hitters. And now he's coming to the AL East, which I mean, Boston sucks. Baltimore, we'll Baltimore, Baltimore is getting there, but they're still, you know, their offense is still not as good as, you know, the Dodgers or the Padres, obviously the Rays mm-hmm. are starting to flounder and they've never been a power team. And that really just leaves Toronto at that point. And even then they're not that they're, they're nowhere near the same high powered offenses as the Padres or the Dodgers. So you're saying the standard lowers. I, I, I would say in, in, in terms of power hitting, and, you know, being able to jack the ball as far as they can, the standard definitely lowers going from the going from the NL West to the AL East. Let me ask you guys, and if there was another fifth starter, an alternate to Frankie Montes, I know, I know, I don't think any of you guys are fans of Montes right now, but, and I don't think many Yankee fans are. To uh, I, no? have a, you, I have, you have I high have hopes? Idea. I don't have high, I mean, no, I have my hopes. For, I, don't, I don't have high hopes. I have my hopes for him. I think that. Okay. Like, I think people have to look at this. I think, look, like he came in and, you know, obviously he had higher expectations. It didn't work out. Yeah. He got injured. Um, but I think, you know, with, you know, but anytime you get traded, like, you know, it's, it's, it's either hit or miss, right? Cause you, you got to look at it from like a player's psych, it's like psyche, like they're coming to a new ballpark, right? There's a lot of pressure, especially for him, right? You're supposed to slide in as the number two, three guy. And it, you know, mm-hmm. and you're in New York, you know? You're going from yeah. a team that you're not expected to do anything, just like compete. That's it. You're not expected to win. You're not expected to make the playoffs. Just kind of just compete every day. And when you come to the Yankees, it's all about you know winning every day and, and getting to a championship. And anything less than that, it's a failure. You know. Uh-huh. So I think that him being the fifth guy coming in, I think it's going to relieve some stress. I feel like he's going to be able to kind of just do his thing and. You know, I think we're going to see the Montas of the A's, not of what we saw in the second half of the season. Um, and also, it's more time with, with Matt Blake, too. I think Matt Blake will definitely be able to kind of, you know, I'm sure they've talked, you know, about next season and what he can do to improve and this, that, and the other. So I feel like that, um, you know, I feel like that's going to help him because uh, it's, you know, it's 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 difficult. And, and you know, when you go, when you go from, you kind of, I, I'll, I'll say it like this. It's like you go... I, there's like a there's like a metaphoric phrase I want to say to this, but I can't remember it. It's like you're going from the lowest of the low to the highest of high, something like that. Yes, yes. 
So you have to, so it's like, that's a really, really vast like change that happens Mm -hmm. um, in someone's career. So I have high hopes and look, I I like what Jeff said. I think I've said this more pitching, the better. And I think Rendon for now gives us that flexibility where, like he said, if someone goes down, it's not the end of the world. Do I want another pitcher? Yes. Um, okay. And I hope that they do that. Just someone that can just, that is a formidable guy that God forbid, if we're lacklusting, if someone's struggling or if we're getting hurt, you know, we're still kind of rocking and rolling still because, you know, Bassett's at Toronto, you know, obviously Verlander went to the Mets, mm-hmm. uh, Walker's off the board. So, you know, as long as, as long as we can do something, I know Louis Hill is probably going to be back. We have yes. Clark Schmidt. Um, so I think, and we have Domingo Herman. So mm-hmm. right, we have some guys, um, but I think one other piece, like a pitcher, would would be ideal. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope that Hal and the crew uh, get that done. I don't say cash and the crew because you know how how Ooh. how how uh, how wears the pants. Cash hey, doesn't. What are before before I finish with my question? And I'm glad AC clarified that. Um, before I finish with my question. How do you guys feel about Hal Steinbrenner now? The way he handled the Aaron Judge situation, the way he kind of, I don't want to say pushed Brian Cashman to the side, but he basically said, look, I'm going to take care of this on my own. I, that, that's kind of, that's, I mean, I'm not saying sitting here saying I, the man's a saint, but you got to give yeah. him credit. Yeah. I, I am someone who personally has not cared much for the Steinbrenners as a whole. I okay. think, I, I think, George was a hot-tempered, irresponsible owner who was riding the hot wave of what uh, of what Stick did, and 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 it just happened to work out for him. Like, yeah, he had the money and the pockets and everything, but that's all he had. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, how Steinbrenner was the opposite. You know, whereas George was too hot-tempered, Hal was too mild-mannered and too passive, and you know, didn't did didn't have the balls to go out and do something like what he's done uh, this off season. And he has proven me wrong this off season. You know, he's got, you know, he re-signed judge. He got Rodone. You know, he, he's addressing the needs that we have. He's made, he is making us better. He's finally spending that money on multiple guys, not just one guy at a time. He's going deep for multiple guys. And he, he's finally sending out that message of, we have the money. We're going to use that money. And, he's finally realizing now after three embarrassments by Houston in the playoffs that it's do or die with the club that we have right now. And he's doing, you know what, you know what I think it's, it's a combination of two things. I think now that Aaron judge has a lot more power. He doesn't have LeBron James. Like, well, no, he kind of does. He kind of has like LeBron James, like power as a quote unquote player GM role where, you know, he's, he's basically, you know, kind of Tom Brady does that too a little bit with with recruiting players, trying to get some guys to come in, things like that. And, you know, Judge kind of has that power now. And I think one of the conditions to Judge coming back with the Yankees was, you know, we have to make the team better. We have to add certain guys. And and Judge was saying publicly during the presser today, he's saying, you know, we, you know, we're not done yet. And uh, I'm very happy with this is him. I'm paraphrasing. I mean, he basically said I'm happy with what's been going on right now this offseason and they're not done. So I think it's a combination of Judge and and his motivations, which I think represent ours, meaning the team has to get better and can't just stay the same every year. 
Um, and I'm glad he, he made that a condition to staying. But also, I think it's the fans that really got to Hal, too. I, I think a lot of the Yankee fans that boots, particularly on that Jeter night, I will point back to that night because that was, I think, a night that, I think that was a night that really changed Hal Steinbrenner. And, you know, it publicly embarrassed him. Bad. On a night when a legend, on a night when a legend was getting honored. So, you know, I think that I, on the big stage like that, I think that really changes things. And I think that that night um, should be looked at more than it is because I think that changed Hal Steinbrenner's motivations going into the offseason as if to say, look, I'm not this guy, this boring, uh, weak owner, and I want to show that I care and I want to show that I want to win a championship. And he did that with keeping judge. That's the bare minimum to us. But now he's adding arms. Rodon's one. Bringing Canely back. That's another one. Um, hopefully there's Brian Reynolds or some good free agents coming coming in now. You know, there's but I, I do think that, you know, Hal Steinbrenner is changing a little bit. <laughs> and you could tell because you haven't heard a lot of Brian Cashman in the past month and a half, have you? Yep. And yep. and he just got extended. So you would think, okay, the GM just got extended on a four year deal. And you haven't heard a single freaking word from Brian Cashman. Yep. And it and it it's only confirming what we have said on this podcast before. Brian Cashman is just the yes man to the Steinbrenners. That's all he's been. That's all he will ever be. He's just the yes man. They tell him to do something. He's supposed to go out and do it. He can't even do that. It seems Hal's got to step up and be the man. Yeah, and it seems it's going better when, when that's happening. So yeah. if that's what it takes, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, but look, I got to give credit. I mean, I, I was one of the people that I would never have booed Hal publicly at the, at the, G, at the Jeter game. But seeing I that, would've. I think really, yeah. I, mean, I, win, <laughs> I, I witnessed it live. So yeah, I, I, did. I, I, didn't, I didn't boo him, but like a lot yeah. of people did. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah, and then Jeter said, you guys better stop booing. And then everyone kind of laughed, but it's like, you know, I mean, I, 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 you know, he was, I mean, look, it's public embarrassment. You know, you, you know, your owner who in hindsight, really, if you look at what how personally, you know, he hasn't done anything bad, right? It's not like he's this, it's not like he's Dan Schneider. It's not like he's um Donald Sterling, right? None of these guys. James right? <laughs> wow, well, that's well, a terrible. Right. No, I'm just no right, but I'm just saying, right? The, those are men that are that are that are terrible owners from a uh, from an ethical standpoint and from mm -hmm. in some ways a financial standpoint. I mean, Hal really hasn't done that. You know, yeah. his uh, his father, on the other hand. He had some ethical problems. I'll give you know. I, I'll say that you know, but you know, he did hold his players Stop accountable. Him. And yeah, well, a lot of times. Well, in, his, <laughs> in, 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 his, in, in, in his early days, it's called his early days. You know, when he got older, okay. he kind of somewhat matured. But but um, I forgot who mentioned it. Oh, Jeff, I, I want to go back to kind of what you said about you know George and everything. I I, I want to say I a thousand percent agree with you of of um of what you said about George and how like he kind of got lucky with what stick did, because if you look at it in hindsight, and this is what I want to get to about the Mets and kind of how this cross time where I really, that we're about to have this season is how, you know, when we went on the little dynasty and that was all stick shot. And we've talked about this at length in various discussions, you know, when, when, when the dynasty ended and George is like, I'm going to go back to doing it my way. And we signed all these guys, 
everybody. We signed Giambi. We, we got A-Rod. We got Sheffield. We got Randy Johnson. We got uh, Channel Park, Ching-Ming Wong. Yes. Um, you know, mm, I Carl remember Pavano, him. Carl Pavano. I, I have his baseball Damon, card. Bobby Abreu, Pudge Rodriguez. We got all these guys in that nine, eight-year window before we won the 27th ring. It didn't work. We didn't win. Like, right? I mean, I mean, I, and then they spend another slew of money in going to the own season and, and we won. But, like, if you look at it from a longevity standpoint, it never worked. I mean, mm. it worked one time, but, like, you had kind of your core guys still there who were producing at a very, very high rate late in their careers. And that's very, very rare to see, right? Mm-hmm. For what Jeter did, what, what Amy was doing, Jorge, Mo, at their age to produce at, Elite levels at age 35, 36, it's very rare. You don't see that very often. So um, I feel like what Steve Cohen has done, you know, is great for the fans to get them excited, but like, is it sustainable? And also, they're putting themselves in a corner, right? I mean, at some point, he can't, I mean, you know, I don't know how much money this man like had. I know he has a lot of money, but like, when does it stop? You know, he's spending almost <laughs> in excess of $800 million. And it's yeah. like, at what cost? Like, because what if you lose? It right? stops when, I'll tell you when it stops. I'll tell you, it stops when there's a salary cap uh, placement yeah. by Major yeah, League Baseball. Yeah, yeah. That's I when mean, it stops. Yeah, I mean, they might have to do that at some point if he's the guy that's going to keep running it up. Because, and, and I will say this, there were talks about like, well, what do you do? Do you, um, you know, is it on the owners for not having, for not digging deeper in their pockets or is it major league baseball for not implementing a hard salary cap? You know, I, I mean that, that, that's a debate that can go honestly either way. Right. Mm-hmm. There really is no right answer. Cause on the one hand, it's like, you know, you're an owner, right? You have deep pockets no matter what you should be able to, you know, dig deep in your pockets and spend some money. And on the other yeah. hand, it's like, okay, well, I can't be spending a billion dollars a year on players. Right. That's just, yeah. you know, it, it becomes like, that's just not fair. And so it's like, you know, it's, it's all about how you look at it, but I think what the Mets are doing is what George did uh, 20 years ago and it never worked really in hindsight. It worked one time. So I don't know if it's going to work this time. I mean, look, Correa, you know, you lock him up for 13 years. He's basically going to him and him and, Lindor, your second and third baseman for the next decade. Um, you know, you got Verlander and Scherzer for the next two years. So, for at least two years, you're kind of locked into that group. Mm-hmm. You know, Pete Alonso. I don't know when he's a free agent. He might walk. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting rivalry. I'm definitely going to the Subway Series again um, in June. Right. I'll, I'll be going to City Field this time because my my uh, my friend uh told me we're gonna make it a tradition but we're flipping stadiums each year so i'm like crap mm-hmm. so, uh, so i gotta so we i gotta Enjoy go there it. next next uh next next season but uh but yeah i mean i want to get kind of your thoughts on that because it's like and he treated me how he just kind of flipped the switch just all right here's 300 million dollars no questions asked and now it's like well it's like is it going to work? They're obviously going to be the favorites again going into the season. At this what, point, what to win it, to win the World Series? Yeah, get the get out of here! No way. Uh, yeah, they are. They With added the Ver, they added Verlander and Correa. 
That doesn't mean anything to me. That just I mean I, I mean that I mean that's how the books are gonna look at it. And also it's I, like you know, know, like I mean, but what and also right, what did Houston do? They lost Verlander. They added Jose Abreu. That's a great addition. But you lost a guy that that gave you innings and that was your stopper and your ace. They don't have that anymore. And then who do they face in the World Series? I can't the Phillies. All right. Well the Phillies actually they actually kind of got better. Um, Phillies got way better. So, you know, it's like you know, but so did the Mets. You know, and the Mets kind of either stay same or hindsight got slightly better. Oh, actually, no, I think they did get better because I said they have an ace and not a guy that pitches, you know, once every two months. Um, so I just kind of want to know kind of what your thoughts on kind of what the Mets are doing. And, you know, at, at, at a point now, they're they're becoming kind of like almost not like the Yankees, but it's like you can't be like, oh, like let's root for the Mets because they're like the little brother. They're still a little brother of us, don't get me wrong, but it's not like – they're they're on the same kind of playing field yeah. as at this point. You can't feel yeah. sorry for them. Anymore. You go, Jeff. Yeah, no, like the MLB is in a very weird time right now. In that Rob Manfred and everyone high up in MLB keep saying, you know, they want to make the sport more competitive. They want to give lower teams more chances to get better, and they all want these massive juggernaut teams, and yet. Here we have these massive juggernaut teams in the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Braves, uh, the Phillies, uh, the Padres are becoming one. You know, Houston, you know, you have these massive teams with all of these superstars that are being shelled massive amounts of money and everyone else is kind of just left to fend for themselves. Yeah. So it, it, there's a real problem in MLB right now with that. And I think, I think the owners with pockets, you know, they're starting to realize that and they're going, okay, like if this is going to turn into an arms race and if we have the money, <laughs> why not turn it into a nuclear arms race? And that, that, that's exactly what's happening right now though. The market, the, the league is getting so volatile with these top heavy teams that, it's, you know, everyone fend for themselves and two thirds of the league are going to be left to struggle and drown while everyone else, you know, comes up to the top. And I, you know, I think the Mets finally acknowledged that and they were the, they were the ones that kind of kickstarted this off season, you know, and everyone's just kind of following suit now. So, yeah, I mean, there, there is a hypocrisy with the Mets, you know, of the, oh, we're going to root for the Mets because, you know, they're they're little brothers. They we don't have to spend we don't have to spend the money like the Yankees to be good, and yet they're spending money yeah. like the Yankees to try and get out of the damn division for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean to me, it's it's so many. There's so many things to point out about this. Number one, I don't want to hear any any other Yankee hater or Yankee anyone that hates the Yankees say the Yankees buy championships because I think the Yankees have tried to buy a championship, it's failed. Pretty much every time, and the one time the Yankees didn't spend a lot of money, they won in two thousand nine. Although they had they signed CC and uh, AJ, uh, we, that one we, year. we we spent we spent we spent almost like we spent a lot of money that year. So you think so? We, I know we had the, we, I know we, we had CC. We, we, we spent we spent about four hundred million dollars that year. That's nothing in in, in um. Well, I'm t- well nowadays. Back, well nowadays, but back then that was a lot of money. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And, CC, and, and, CC's deal was the biggest p- deal for a pitcher at the time. AJ yeah, Burnett's right. deal was no slash and Teixeira. That was yeah, a right. fat deal we and gave to Yeah, That's and true. Don't, 
And don't forget, we still had, you know, we still had Jeter, Mo, and we still had Matsui, who was also not cheap. He was worth it, no. but he was not cheap. So the thing, okay, that's one world title. So what I'm getting at here is you don't build a dynasty with money. Like, that's, yep. just, that's just not going to happen. It's one freaking title, 2009. That's the last time the Yankees won a World Series was 2009. So, and they did it with spending, okay, they spent a decent amount of money. But still, that's one title. That's one title. And to me, I don't want to hear any of the Yankee critic or hater, whatever you want to call them, someone that doesn't like the Yankees say, they buy championships. Overall, it's failed. For the amount of money you've invested and the amount of titles you won, it just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense to do. And, and that was, I don't want to say luck, but that had a lot of veteran experience involved in winning that 2009 title. That had a lot of veteran experience. And it had a lot of you know guys coming up in the clutch. And again, Yankees led the league in walk-offs the year they won um, in 2009, I think they set a record that year at the time. So, you know, it was, it's one of those things where, you know, they're, they're, you can buy your way to a title, but it's not, it ain't going to work. And it ain't going to work a majority of the time, in my opinion. I mean, even the Miami heat didn't, didn't, um, weren't this like dynasty. They all broke apart. Right. Um, you know, it, I just think back to all these sports deals where so much money was so much money was spent. And I, and I'm afraid that's where like teams like the Padres are going and, and, I guess teams like the Mets now are going and to be like the Yankees and the Yankees have really scaled back from what they used to be in terms of spending. But now they're kind of kicking it back up with the judge signing DJ LeMayu signing things like that. Not too far, not too long back. Garrett Cole, um, you know, I can go on, but the Yankees have overall stepped back from what they used to be in terms of spenders, but they're still well up there. Don't get me wrong. But I think the other fascinating thing here is like you guys, I think it was Anthony that said about top heavy. Uh, it cannot be more top heavy now. I mean, not everyone's a big market team. I mean, the money ball concept, there are still teams adopting the money ball concept, like the Tampa Bay Rays as an example, right? So you have that difference where it's, you know, teams don't want to spend as, spend a lot of money and they go basically to this Island of Misfit Toys um, style of players. And, you know, that's the money ball concept. Meanwhile, you got these teams, LA, New York, both New York teams, um, and I could go on in here, San Diego, um, spending like like there's no tomorrow. So all that says to me is that there's going to be so much more blowouts in Major League Baseball these days. Um, it's kind of sad when you really think about it, right? It's it's just going to be way more lopsided baseball games. It's going to be way more series um, in blowouts. And there's going to be more meaningless games in the regular season. That's all this says to me. And to me, it, you know, uh, if I can be more explicit here, it's it's basically a who's got the biggest dick contest. Come on. You know what I mean? It's just frustrating. Yeah, I mean, financially, that's what it's turning into. And it's at some point, it's going to stop. At some point, it's going to stop. Um, at some point, it's going to be too much money, and Major League Baseball is going to say, we got to put a salary cap on just like the NHL, Major League Base, or sorry, um, the, the NBA, so forth. Um, the NFL. Has- and the NFL. You know, they're going to do what pretty much every other professional sports league in, in the United States has done, and that is put a cap. Um, and they're the only major sport in the United States to have not really done that. Yeah. I mean, they, they do it, but it's like it's this thing where it's like, you know, it's kind of like if you, if you hit this threshold, you pay this much in tax. If you hit another threshold, it's like double that. If you hit this that's threshold, the argument. it's like that. And then there's the Steve Cohen threshold. Yes. And then he's like, and then he just broke that one because he's like, I don't care. So, you, I mean, you know, it's like, it's like, 
You broke your own rule. You know what's so scary to me? Teams like teams like the Padres that, you know, it's different from Steve Cohen, where Steve Cohen, I'm not sympathizing if Steve Cohen fails in what he's doing right now. I don't sympathize at all because Steve Cohen's got the money. He can afford two more years of failure and sign another two more big names um, in, in the next two years. He can easily do that. No problem. But a team like the Padres, right? So much money has been spent. And let's keep in mind, the Padres are not a major market team. They kind of are now because of the money they have. But I don't know where, I mean, they're basically risking so much. I mean, they're, they're, they're risking, I want to say, 15, 20 years of their franchise to do this, what they're doing right now. Big names, um, staying, coming in the roster. You know, Soto, who they're going to have to resign to a massive contract in, in, in the next year. Um, Tatis, Machado, who's getting older. He ain't getting, he ain't getting younger. He's getting older significantly. Um, so he's going to come down eventually at some point. It just concerns me the way the game's going. And look, I'm as a Yankee fan, I'm not advocating for a salary cap, but I am, I am saying that it's a shame that we are where we are today in terms of the numbers and, and there's record deals every single month. Like there could be a contract today and all of a sudden that contract record is going to be passed the next big signing. It's just a competition at this point. And to me, it's sad. I mean, I don't see the Yankees getting better from it. I certainly don't see the Mets winning a world series with this. I'm sorry. I don't, uh, there's not really a real guy in that Mets team. Uh, there, there, I shouldn't say that there is, but there's not enough guys on there that have World Series, true World Series experience. Maybe Carlos Correa. We can debate it's that just, one later. It's just it's it's Correa, it's Correa, Verlander, and Scherzer. That's it. It's and a little those, bit of Lindor. It's that yeah, and that's yeah. It's just those yeah. It's those guys. I, 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 which is good enough. Don't get me wrong, right? You got three people who have. Well, I'm going to say two people that have rings. I don't count Correa's rings. But, right, you know, right. You got, but you know, they're the, they're the pitching side, which is great, right? You want to have those guys, the pitchers who are your leaders, who are, you know, to have that experience. But also, it's like it comes at a price, right? Whenever there's a good, there's a bad. The good is right there, at the top of their game, and they're champions. The downside, they're forty and forty-one. Yeah. At some point, they're gonna break, right? Not for nothing. I, I, I you know, I hate, I say that, I hate to say this to you, Tommy, right? Father Time's catching up to Tom Brady. I'm gonna yeah. be honest with you. It's catching up to him. And, and we all knew it was gonna coming. You know, everyone is everyone's susceptible to it, whether you like it or not. And for Tom, it's happening right now. At some yeah. point, it's gonna happen with, uh, with with those two guys. You kind of saw it in the World Series with 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 uh, with Scherzer. You kind of did because there were times where mm-hmm. he had was having like. I forgot what he had going up, but it was pretty bad to a point where like they didn't think he was going to be able to start one of the games. I think it was game six. He was in jeopardy of missing, but he started and they won. But it's mm-hmm. like, you know, he was out for a month and a half with the Mets in the beginning. Um, he struggled in the, in the, in the times when they needed him the most. He couldn't, yeah. he couldn't do it, you know? Sure. So it's, you, you don't, you don't know. And it's, they're, they're getting older. So that's a big risk. And he's paying them both of them this season eighty million dollars. Right. So unbelievable. You know, it's it's a it's a high risk that Cohen's willing to take. And you know, as baseball fans now, the notion of the Mets sympathizing for them and being like, oh, like I'm you know, not, like let's root for I'm them, not. like because I mean, you really can't anymore. You can't. I'm not. 
I'm I'm personally actually rooting for the Mets downfall. Sorry. Um, that's like I do every year. I'm just going to keep doing that because it's fun. And sorry, Buck, but I'm, I have to. Um, hey, one fan base here that I feel really bad for here, and it has to do with Aaron Judge a little bit because for 15 minutes, we thought that Aaron Judge was going to be a San Francisco giant. Turned out Arson Judge is going to be a San Francisco giant, not Aaron <laughs> Judge. <laughs> Should I remind? Thanks to that asshole, John Heyman. But um, either way, Giants fans, I mean, guys, I, I don't know how if how you could be a San Francisco Giants fan and not and not be optimistic about the next and how you can be optimistic about the next season. Think about it. You thought you're getting Aaron Judge. 15 minutes later it's not happening. Next day he's going to the Yankees. And then you actually get Carlos Correa to sign a contract for what was it? I think 300 some million dollars for 10 years. I forget the actual deal with the Giants. It was it was somewhere in that ballpark. And and then Correa or 9 years. And Correa goes to the Giants, pending physical. The only time we say pending physical and actually matters and it has an effect. So he, Correa is back to a free agent. Just like that, Steve Cohen gets him. I mean, how are you a Giants fan op- and, and you're optimistic about the season? I'd love to hear from one, just one or a couple. Like, how? Where's your – and you lost Rodone. Do I have to mention that? Um, you didn't get any key pieces – if there's any team that failed in the offseason, guys, it's the San Francisco Giants. Can we all be clear on that? Or is there any anybody else? Besides the Red Sox, of course. Yeah, I mean they're I, I would say they're even worse than the Red Sox, because like like yeah, the Red Sox made boneheaded decisions, but at least they did something. You know, the Giants literally have done nothing. At least the at least the Red Sox can look and go, well, we tried. You know, the, 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 the Giants are playing dead right now. That's what they're doing. They're playing dead. There's no other way to describe it. Like, how does it feel? How does, how does it feel to be, to know that, to find out at the end of free agency, the process that your team was just being used as a way to drive the market up so you can come back to your team. (laughs) Like we said the whole time on this podcast, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> he was just using the Giants to drive up the market. And that's exactly what he did. I mean, I, I give Judge all the credit. He did it the right way. And I Oh yeah. He he played his cards perfectly. Um it was still silly on the Yankees part to not sign him before opening day, but that's neither here nor there. It's smart on Judge's part. So it looked incredible. Hey, we have no no need to fear about the Red Sox now, right? God no. <laughs> There's nothing to fear about the Boston Red Sox. Think about it. Who do they, they still have Rafael Devers. Um, that's the only one they have. JD went. JD Martinez went to the Dodgers. I think Justin Turner is going to. Yeah, Justin Turner is going to Boston. So it's not all that bad. But he's older, so it's not going to be the same. And obviously, Bogarts goes to San Diego. Um, I'm not. We're and Kenley Jansen goes to Boston from Atlanta. So I think if you're a Yankee fan, you got to be pretty pumped about where Boston is right now. <laughs> Safe to say? I think anyone in the division will be happy with where Boston is right now. It's one less team everyone's got to worry about. And Baltimore especially should be happy. They're not going to be last place in the division anymore. Yeah, I mean, Baltimore, I'm rooting for Baltimore. I hope they keep beating up on Boston. That's going to be uh, really exciting. But I do feel bad for Sale. I think he's got he's to get healthy. And I think uh, 
you know, I, I, I would like to see him back. I, I mean, AC and I saw him just get banged up for literally a recovery start. Like first start, first time back out in like weeks or months even, I think. And then boom, we hear the knock right off the, the finger. You could hear it from the field level. I mean, I couldn't believe that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for sale to come back because the Red Sox desperately need him. I don't know how you keep a, um, your, your chief of baseball operations intact like the Red Sox are right now when they've literally let Bogarts go and a lot of other guys. I mean, I, I, he's, uh, I think, I think him, well, I'll tell you what, when Jeter Downs got DFA, the Dodgers won that trade by a landslide. You're right about that. Uh, but, but before the fact, but I think that just sealed the deal. And like, I, I think that's the move that I think will forever haunt one of the many moves that will, will that will haunt Red Sox Nation because he was a generational talent and he was a homegrown guy like Judge was, who did more than Judge did. Mm-hmm. Right? He won an MVP and won them a ring. Yes. Right. So it's like. You know, you kind of got to pay the man. So, and they didn't want to do it, which boggles my mind. Um, and it's not like they're the A's or the Marlins. They're the Boston Red Sox. Boston has money. They so do. The fact that they couldn't do that for him is shameful on their part. Um, and the fact that they didn't want to give Xander the deal either. Like, I mean, I, I kind of get the Xander deal. I mean, $300 million. <laughs> like, a lot of money. It's a lot, it's a lot of, money of money for a guy. You know, like, all right, whatever. Go piss. Let, let San Diego piss it away. Like, he's not going to be really worth it in the next. Hopefully he is, but I don't know. We'll see what happens in six years. But the Mookie thing, I mean, that's just. Uh, dumbest I mean, trade of all time. And I, I mean, said it yeah, from the jump. Yeah, it's one of the dumbest trades ever. Um, so, yeah, and you wonder kind of what is what is their MO? Like, what's the plan? Like, are they trying to build from the ground up? Because because they have done that, where they kind of stripped it down, build it up, win a ring, then do it again. Like, but I don't know if it's going to work this time. So this I, reminds me. What's that? So it's just I don't know. It's interesting. But go ahead, Tommy. This reminds me of the 1995-1996 Chicago Bulls, where you have a really good, not obviously not to the same level. Obviously, that's not what I'm talking about. But you know. You got these guys that are pretty solid players. You got a whole crew, five guys. Uh, this is the Red Sox. And, you know, they had some good games with the Yankees, great series. They kicked their ass in 28, uh, 2018 before they won the World Series. But I think, I just think, why now? And the Mookie trade, you know, was just an example of that. Chicago Bulls wanted to do a re- rebuild. And that's why the whole dynasty ended because the, the management wanted to do this sort of crazy rebuild um, for some reason after after the, um, the last dance and every, it boggles everyone's minds as to why it was going to happen. But the Red Sox, I mean, you have a world title in 2018. God, I mean, you made it to the playoffs in 2021 too, with the guys you had there. Um, and you went pretty far in that playoff too. You beat the Yankees in the wild card game at Fenway park. You know, you, you went pretty deep. So I don't, and that's without Mookie Betts. So I, I just, I just wonder where, like you said, what's their MO and, what they're doing exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's just strange. Obviously they're never the 96 bulls or the 19 in the late, late eighties, early nineties bulls, but it's the same, like what the fuck moment? Like, what are you doing? Like you have these superstar players. You're the Boston Red Sox. You're one of the richest franchises in all of sports all over the world. 
I just don't get it. If someone can explain it to me, I'd, I'd love to hear it. I mean, I got no words. <laughs> I think the silence is the only answer you need. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's, 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 that's accurate. Well, I mean, that's, that's a crazy part. All right, let's move on to the outfield, guys, back to the team here. Andrew Benintendi's gone, and he's with the White Sox. Matt Carpenter is in San Diego. I know Dom's happy about that. Um, you know, Matt Carp. I was a little frustrated about the Carpenter one, but I get it. Um, not everyone can start every day. So uh, there needs to be – those guys want to start every day, and I get it. Carpenter doesn't want to sit. Benintendi doesn't want to sit. Uh, it just can't be that way for those guys. They want to start every day. They want to have a – like I said before, they want to have a reliable thing going. They can't just be on the bench. So I get it. I get the reasons why they left. It was fun. I know AC in particular is probably not too happy about the Carpenter thing as I wasn't, but because I loved him. I loved Matt Carpenter from the jump. Um, and uh, it's just a shame. But, you know, I, I, get, I get it. So looking at the outfield now, who, do you guys want Brian Reynolds? Is, another, is there another free agent you'd like? What, where, are you, where are you guys heads at with that? I mean, it's it's tough, you know. A lot of a lot of the good free agents for the outfield have already left the market for the most part. So I don't I don't really think there's anyone left we can get on free agency that would be that would be worth it. That would be a serious upgrade from what we got right now. I think I think the only thing left we could do really upgrade would be a trade and that's gonna involve that's going to evolve again with one of our high-level prospects, um, whoever that might be. So yeah, I mean it. It 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 would be good to get Brian Reynolds, I think, um, especially since you know the, the the Pirates are in perpetual, eternal rebuild mode. You can always trade for one of the Pirates' good players for prospects, but I mean it. We might not need to, you know. I mean, we we got Judge and Bader who are going to be in the outfield, and you know, Judge is going to start. And Bader Bader was good for us in the postseason. It should continue, honestly. And we got Stanton, who yeah, like he's DHing, but you know, we we we've observed the trends that when he's in the field, he tends to hit better because he's more active and involved in the games more routinely, more consistently, and everything. Um. But you know, even even beyond that, I mean, that really just leaves like Hicks and LaCastro. I mean, may, maybe Oswaldo Cabrera. Um, I know I know Boone has said some things about maybe trying to use Cabrera in left field because uh, he's got the arm and everything. Like yeah. I'll, I'll I'll say this about Cabrera. I've you know what Boone said, and I've talked to some people, and you know people are like, oh, we need a left fielder, and and like you guys have said that. And other people that I've talked to have said that too. Well, I'm just, I'm just like you. P, P, I think people really forget that he was a guy who came up, was an infielder, really would do anything to get in the lineup. Was in the outfield, played phenomenal defense. The bat was starting to heat up towards the end of the season, going to the playoffs. He's a switch hitter. He's young. He's got a great personality. If you let him start. And you give him time to kind of get it going, right? He's already kind of have a taste of what it's like to be a Yankee. You know, he got his feet wet. He was in the playoffs, had a massive home run, um, you know, in game 
three, even though we think we lost that game. Um, you know, he knows what it takes. So I think I think you got to give him a shot. Um, I think he'll have to fight for it in spring training. But if he plays well in spring training, you got to give it to him and kind of see what he does. Because if he gets rolling, he just makes our lineup that much more dynamic. A guy who plays solid defense, is a switch hitter, can slap the ball anywhere, and can f- flip it out to the seats when he has to. That's the kind of guy you want. And he's under control for a while. So maybe they don't really need to do anything in that regard. They kind of have this kind of this guy sitting in their lap right here, which they do. So I think you just got to see what, see what he can do. Cause I wouldn't want to give up Volpe um, or Peraza for uh, Reynolds. And I do think they're going to want Volpe from us. And I'm not right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving him up. I don't care what mm-hmm. people say. People mm-hmm. are like, Oh, get rid of him. Get rid of him. I'm like, no, 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 no. I've seen what he, he better work in out. The minor leagues. I I have faith in him. You like you know I have faith in him. I think that he he turned it up. And he lit it up in in Double A, you know, and he lit it up in Triple A for that month. So he's coming. It's 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 this year and next year. I'm telling you right now, it's this year and next year for him. I mean, his time That's is home. coming. So you know, so then they're and not then- and they're not going to get rid of. I don't think they're going to get rid of him unless they're getting a superstar. And then IKF goes bye-bye. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a one-year deal or you trade him, right? That's why, the, you know, he's still the stopgap, right? You know, hopefully has a better season. But, right, if, if Volpe's really lighting it up in AAA, I mean, you got to call him up and you could ship IKF or, you know, figure something out with him. You know? Send IKF. <laughs> so. Let's get it done. Well, that's, that's going to be um... – you know, down the road, obviously, but hey, this is an exciting time of the off season, and it's been a pretty fun off season so far, at least, at least for Yankee fans. And um, we're keeping Judge. You know, that's kind of the bare minimum. And now some pitching's coming, and hopefully they're not done yet. It sounds that way. Um, I believe Hal now when he says that. So uh, rest assured, I think I think we're gonna see a pretty different Yankees team this year on the field, generally speaking, obviously on the mound, we're going to see it. Oh, I never finished my question. You guys, um, because we, we got off track talking about Hal and other things. If, if you don't, if you're in support of Montes, don't answer the question, but I know Jeff will answer this question at least. Um, if you could, if you could have an alternate to Frankie Montes as the fifth starter, who would you, who would you put instead of Frankie Montes? Would you put anyone in or keep him? I mean, I mean, in terms of who we have internally. Yeah, the starting I mean, in the starting rotation. Yeah, I mean it. I mean it. It's hard just because, like, who else do we have? You know, I'm. I'm not keen on Herman. Really, he mm-hmm. he's he's too inconsistent, and they're you know beats his wife again he might be out of the league kind of thing you know so i mean he yeah he he hasn't done it since but the fact he did in the first place isn't exactly a good thing you know um low i is turning more into a bullpen arm by the day honestly even though he came up as a starter you know oh he's a bull he's bullpen no doubt yeah and there i mean there there are other guys we could use but i mean realistically they they just don't have 
they don't have the pedigree like Montes. And yeah, like I, I did not like Montes when we got him. I didn't think we needed to get Montes in the first place, but you know we're we're stuck with him for at least this season. And I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe get knocked down to the fifth starter spot. You know, may, maybe it'll be a good thing for him. You know, take off some of that pressure. He's had a sure. season in New York. You know, he's kind you know getting used to the crowd a little bit more. It shouldn't be as hostile towards him. So. I don't know. You know, he 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 could be all right. And given who we have, I don't think it's any harm to see if he does pan out. Yeah. AC, do you want to keep Montes in the fifth or replace him? I mean, I want I want to keep. I, yeah, I'll keep him. If you know, I think you know, you know, see what he let's see if he can do what he did in Oakland. And if it doesn't work out, you know, I think you know you have Harmon and Heel kind of waiting, and you could slot those guys in, and then you can move Montas to be a long reliever. Which is not a bad option, you know. No, the more in the bullpen, the better. And a long reliever it does help, especially in this day and age where starters aren't even going seven innings really anymore. So it's nice if, let's say, Nestor has a bad game or Severino is struggling a little bit or one of them mm-hmm. gets hurt, you know, slide one of those guys right in. So I think I like it's Montez's it. spot to lose, though. Um, so, uh, but like we alluded to earlier, and what Jeff said. I think the fifth starter position for him is going to alleviate a lot of stress for him um, in a team with a lot of expectations. Um, so mm. I think he can kind of just do his thing and just try to be part of the piece of what hopefully is a championship season. I agree. Yeah, I like I like the thinking there. Um, I'm I'm going to give him another chance though. Put him at the put him at the five. I I think yeah, like Jeff said, less pressure and. Uh, you know, that's, I think that's, that's probably the best course of action right now, honestly. So yeah, give him another chance. I mean, he's, he's deserving of it and, uh, move from there. All right. Quick shout outs. Um, Tommy Canley, welcome back to, to the Yankees. He is going to be in the pen again. I'm very excited for that. I think we talked about that, um, last show, but just wanted to do that one more time in case we didn't because the Yankees officially announced it. Also my boy, Joey Gallo is going to the twins. I hope he does well. I'm really pulling for him to to you know improve and and um figure figure things out you know i think that's that's a key issue with him right now a lot of a lot of it mental so i think i'm pulling for gallo um he seemed to be doing the same in la as he did with with the yankees so hopefully less pressure in minnesota for him less of a less of a you know not as big of a market so i i hope i'm i'm pulling for him i'm genuinely pulling for for joey gallo so Quick shout out there. All right, you guys, anything more to add before we go? All righty. Uh, yeah, you that's good? it. And just, uh, you know, uh, just a uh, iconic photos were taken today. I'll add that too. Yes. So I, I yes. want to. If I can get if I can get that photo signed, oh, that'd be a that'd be a uh, that'd be a pristine piece of my collection. But that's gonna come at one hefty price, gentlemen. But you know. Sometimes you got to break the bank every once in a while. <laughs> if I have to for this, I will. But we'll see. Ho, ho, hopefully those two will sign that that photo. Um, yeah. Because I'll replace that. Well, actually, oh, I don't know. I like. I do like the Jeter autograph I have though, because I like the. <laughs> pic- it's not. It's not the autograph. It's the picture. The pictures. Yeah. Uh, it's just. Yeah, pristine. It's, 
well yeah it's like it's like it's prime it's jeter in 99 and that was like that was that was like top tier him so Mm -hmm. so yeah i I don't know i thought about it if i was like "Hmm, if i get that piece would i sell it would i give it away i don't know i would sell no i keep it i keep it i keep it be my own little personal collection yeah my son yeah no 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 Okay. I was thinking about giving it away. I'm like, no, nah, I can't do that either. No. Oh, no, 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 no. All right. Well, on that note, we will be back here next Wednesday. I probably won't be on here, but these guys probably will. And um, if there's any news to break, but it is the off season. So we're going to be a lot slower with the content. Obviously, as far as the podcast is concerned, um, you know, you can go follow our socials, listen to the end of the show, and I'll shout them all out for you right there. Um, on that note, we will see you guys hopefully next Wednesday. If some news, more news breaks, we'll be here to talk to you. Until that time, have a great weekend and let's go Yankees. 